Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We are still playing our Monster Hearts 2 bonus feat with Devious Vacuum in the driver's seat, so I will let her take it away. Beep, beep. Okay, so when we last left our heroes, uh, Dennis and Minerva were going to go on a date to the movie theater. Um, Kayla was playing with the Nikio uh, phone mascot, uh, and Cecile was uh, observing this, uh, this date arrangement. Everyone is making plans around Dennis. Uh, <laughs> the date is not until after work hours, though, so it's like still five hours away, probably. Ah, well, yes, but what else could we possibly have to do at work today? So uh, let's go ahead and uh, have all of you head out of your various businesses at the end of the day, unless anyone has an additional scene that they wanted to have at work. Not at work. Oh, but it looks like uh, Cecile is coming to Impact Font. Cecile wants to check out Minerva. I think. Oh, alright. Minerva talks like a robot, and Cecile wants to know if she's a robot. <laughs> it's a very straightforward approach. Cecile, you enter Impact Fonts while Minerva is uh, on the clock, and uh, you see her and another employee of Impact Fonts behind the counter. Uh, the other employee is sort of organizing games and, and putting stuff into the computer and, and overall not talking to anyone, and Minerva is uh, surrounded by a bunch of geeky-looking guys who uh, all want to talk to her about various pre-orders and, and games, and uh, they just have uh, a bunch of questions and uh, are generally sort of taking up all of her time. Minerva is, uh, you know, giving, just making generic conversation while staring blankly at a promotional cardboard cutout of, like, a high elf burning cursory for a Warcraft expansion. Just, like, kind of dead-eyed. Yeah, they're, like, asking you about, like, blood elves and, and what their stats are. Actually, a lot of games came out in 2007. It was, like, when Bioshock <laughs> came out. And the orange oh, that's came what we're—that is what they're talking about. They're talking about Bioshock for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I read in Game Informer that this was the Citizen Kane of video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, jeez. It's not busy, but Minerva is definitely having her time monopolized. Cecile picks up uh, a game at random. It's Mass Effect. Yes. And w wants to ask a question to Minerva. Like, it, it's it's a pretense. Like, she doesn't actually care about the game. She just wants to find a pretext to Minerva talk to Minerva. Minerva is in the middle of a conversation about how cool it is to explore the idea of choice in video games. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop. Oh, but choice in video games. I heard this game Mass Effect is all about that. No, it's because in Bioshock, everybody talked about it like it was the deepest thing in the universe at the time. So it's probably like one of those conversations where she's like, I think, yes, I agree that it was really cool how the game made you do the thing and then criticized you for doing the thing. <laughs> but, girl, the game just came out. Don't spoil it. So, first of all, no one cared that much about spoilers in 2007, so please stay in character. Also, <laughs> also it's definitely um, not. I remember a lot of people being very mad about Bioshock yeah. spoilers. Yeah, that was before internet spoiler culture, though. Man, mm -hmm. what was that like? Anyway, sorry. What I was just going to say is a roll. Um, so, the roll to do this, I think, is probably a cold roll. Um, you can either roll to shut someone down, to sort of shut down the, the, the boys around her to make them go away. Yes. Or you might roll to keep your cool, um, to just sort of talk over them and intimidate them out of the way. I mean, she would probably just approach and completely ignore them and just take over the conversation. All right. So, that means you're going to roll with cold to, to shut everyone down who is not Minerva. Oh, dear. You rolled a six. Is that a fail? Yeah. So... <laughs> Cecile is out of her element. Video games are not her strong suit. So you you try to talk over them, but they they don't they don't change their behavior at all. They just keep talking. They're like, oh, what about this? So you know, I really think that that this character was was right about how we're all gonna uh, what was Bioshock live under underground fascists? Not this, not sky fascists. Ocean, it was ocean fascists. Ocean fascists. No, no, no. It was ocean liberals. Yeah, the, the libertarians. The joke at the time was everybody everybody played Bioshock, even though it's like a critique of libertarianism, but we're like, holy shit, I love libertarianism now. And yeah, like, that's what's happening in this store This right game now. taught me how, how cool libertarianism is and how it's going to save us by putting us into an underground city, like, city where we all get killed by weird monsters. God, that's the dream, though. So much like uh, much like it was at the time, Cecile, you can't, you can't talk over these young libertarians. <laughs> You would have had to roll 
like a perfect 12. <laughs> well, Cecile's just gonna go over to Jamie. Is there like a... Like, does she have an empty cash register? Can I just talk to her and pretend I'm buying something? Yeah, she's just sitting there kind of like, you know, doing inventory. And overall, you know, she's kind of used to to not having to, you know, not having anyone talk to her when Minerva's on shift. So she's just kind of chill. She's a little surprised uh, and looks up from her her, uh, Game Informer magazine as you approach and is like, uh, yeah, what do you need? I I just want to buy this and she in the video game and then she tries to start you know a conversation saying boy your 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 coworker is real popular huh it's like impossible to get her to get close to her with like her old f- fan club yeah it's uh like that all the time although i can't say that i'm too jealous because before she got started i had to deal with all those questions when was that? When, when did she get here? Well, I guess all of you started at the beginning of the summer, right? So so Jamie is, uh, let's say, 19 or 20. And so she's like, oh, yeah. She, I mean, she started for the summer. You know, like all the high school kids that come in. is an ageless being. <laughs> do, you know, do you know where she's from? No. I mean, I don't care. Doesn't she go to school with... Well, she looks at you. You're high school age, right? Well, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. I don't think I've... Uh, have, has Cecile seen Minerva? No, Minerva school? does not go to school. Minerva probably just stands around in the mall. She lied nothing. to me. <laughs> Minerva does tell lies so to continue to you know, seem normal. I've never, I've never noticed her at school. I, you know, I, usually I know everyone by name. Maybe she's homeschooled. I mean, she does kind of have that vibe. Hmm. Cecile know anyone who's homeschooled. She looks through her... Can I interest you in a power-up rewards card? <laughs> no. Like Great, thanks. about our best in industry trade-in rights? I have to say that. She reads a few more things from a card and then is like, looks at you, like, sarcastically. Is this like a, a reward thing? Yeah, it's a rewards card. It's 2007, so it's not a credit card. Is this free? Yeah. Fine, I'll take it. You just have to fill out this form and give me your name and address and email and phone number. Cecile uh, fills out the form, takes, and then steals the the pen. Great. You now have a sympathetic token for Impact Font, the store. <laughs> Not Jamie. <laughs> well, it could be Jamie's pen. What? Let's see. It's Jamie's pen. Um, she. It's like it's like an eight bit themed pen. It's like blocky or whatever. Just like her glasses. <laughs> It has a it has a little chain on it with like a little like a like a Pokemon or something. Yeah, a Pikachu. Yeah, it's got a Pikachu on it. Okay, she steals the Pikachu, not the pen. Okay, you rip the Pikachu off the pen <laughs> by its little its little band. You break it. You take the Pikachu. The smallest, the better. The, the less it'll be noticed. You now have a small plastic Pikachu with a hole in its head where there used to be a string. <laughs> it's a sympathetic token for Jamie. That seems mean. I feel like later, like three hours later, Jamie notices that the Pikachu's gone from her pen and she's really sad about it. Aww. That was her, that was one of her few sources of joy, working this thankless job at Impact Fonts. <laughs> but who knows? She may, she may show up later at Warm Bodies in order to buy a new Pikachu pen. Ah, oh, the best, the best way. If Cecile cannot talk to Minerva at all, she might just wait for her to leave the store. There is a thing that Minerva will do after closing, like, at the... Actually, when, when, this, when we're supposed to place at this close, it will probably be, like, uh, not until, like, quite late in the evening. You're a high school worker working part-time in the summer, so I'm gonna say that y'all kind of are done at, like, you know, dinner time because <laughs> you There's have to go a, home. There is a thing that Minerva does in the store whenever she can get away with it, but I do not I'm not sure quite how logistically it would happen. It would be when no one else is around, like not many people else are around in the store. Do you do you want to say that Cecile waits um, for a long time for that to happen, for like these boys to be done talking and leave the store and Jamie's like in the back? She'll go back to Warm Bodies, but she'll just keep an eye on oh. the impact phone because it's right next uh, for whenever Minerva's finally free. After, once the store has finally cleared out a bit, and probably when, when Jamie is on a break or something, so Minerva is the only person at least actively around in the store, uh, Minerva is going to take a few things from the shelf, uh, shelves and sneak into the back room of the, and sneak into the back room. Or maybe like a near, nearby bathroom or something. Alright. So currently Minerva's, uh, I guess you've, uh, you've seen Minerva leave her post and disappear off somewhere. 
We'll say she got okay. she went into the store bathroom. That's that makes sense. The employees only GameStop bathroom. Is this like a bathroom in an employee area, or is this just a like? Does it say bathroom on the front? It's probably like sort of round and behind the desk area, like not quite in its own like completely secluded place, but also clearly not where customers are meant to go. It's too small of a store that you wouldn't be able to see yeah. this door. Like you would be like, oh, like there's only one door that she could have gone through, and it's that employee's only bathroom door. You hear a strange sound coming from the bathroom as it approaches. It sounds like something is being like smashed or destroyed. Cecile uh, approaches and listens to what might be happening. It sounds like the sounds of some of something of like something metallic being cracked, maybe like a piece of metal or a CD. Is the door locked? The door is not locked. She pushes the door open slowly. Let's uh, let's have you roll to keep your cool. Okay. It's, it's not okay. I rolled better this time. Oh, that's a nine. So, on a seven to nine, the MC will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with it. Well, let's say I guess how it would leave you vulnerable to find out this information. I guess is that. Well, I guess you would, you would be burdened with whatever whatever you're about to find out. This is, it sounds like um, Minerva, maybe you can agree with me here, that this would be a problem for this you to probably, notice. I, I don't know if it will necessarily be... I, I'll leave the judgment to Cecile uh, when she sees exactly what's going on as to how significant an event this is. But part of the role is that basically you can choose to see it or not see it and back down. Uh, uh, Cecile yeah. would see it. Okay. Cecile would not back down. So, as you enter the bathroom, uh, assuming you spy on where Minerva is in one of the stalls, uh, you see that she is methodically removing the CDs uh, from cases from the cases of various uh, popular MMORPGs with an expression of an extra, of extra, of like a like a, a sort of a smile on her, a placid smile on her face, but like an incredibly intense look in her eyes, and she is just so just with like seemingly sort of either inhuman strength or just an action that no human would normally do is just crushing them between her fingers uh, while blood spills everywhere from this happening. She doesn't seem to care very much as this is taking place. She just like looks ahead and continues doing this. After she uh, does this, she replaces the CDs in them with just blank CDs. Well... Yeah, that pretty much covers how knowing that information would leave you vulnerable. <laughs> I imagine the motion, the motion of her doing it is just kind of like she puts the CD in the palm of her hand and then just sort of closes it and it just crumbles to pieces, like... Do, 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 are her hands bleeding? Yes, her hands are bleeding, but she seems indifferent. Cecile, uh, just out loud says, doesn't that hurt? Oh uh, god, Ragby! <laughs> uh, Minerva looks, looks up very sharply. Like very suddenly and with a much more serious expression and doesn't seem to know what to say from it. She stares blankly at Cecile and so, and then just sort of drops the CD like that was in her hand and the case that was in her hand and says, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. I'm sorry, I'm on my break right now. I can't serve you at the moment. Your hands are bleeding. I'm sorry, that's not happening right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm on my break, break at the moment. I can't help you with any game orders. If you'd like to place a pre-order, please come back later. Cecile takes out her notebook and writes, Definitely a robot. Um, <laughs> an android, maybe, because blood. I'm sorry if you think you've seen anything strange. I'm sure this is just a misunderstanding. I'm okay. sure we can talk about this later. How, how would you explain this? I'm not sure what you mean. Explain what? Well, you just said it could be a misunderstanding. How do you explain this misunderstanding? Oh, in what misunderstanding are you referring to? Okay, let me just paint a picture for you. You are okay. crushing CDs with your hands. Oh, no. Yes, you are doing that. As she's being directly confronted, Minerva just sort of like... Takes a moment to seem to listen. Like, again, she tries to just sort of process the information. Her eyes just sort of like are blank for a moment. And she says, oh... I'm sorry, I misunderstood you earlier. I see what you're referring to now. Yes, I'm just destroying these games because they're inappropriate for children. Ah. I apologize that you had to see this. But the ones with the violence are fine. Sorry, Cecile doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> these games corrupt young minds. It's important that they be disposed of. <laughs> it seems a bit odd for a 
game employee to do that. I'm not sure I know what you mean. Can you explain what you mean a little better? You've rolled to keep your cool, so I can't say that you're frightened by this, but, like, you're a little frightened. A little frightened. Cecile, uh, Minerva, Minerva doesn't seem, dan- like, is, is Minerva threatening to attack Cecile? Um, I wouldn't say threatening. She has an extremely dead-eyed look at all times. Right now, her look is very intense compared to normal. She just seems more serious than normal, but it's still all her emotions are still very subdued. Okay, so Cecile wants to approach, but first she's going to cast a hex. Okay. She's going to cast binding, which prevents you from uh, causing physical hurt. Ah, so you can do this as a witch without a token by uh, basically looking directly into the target's eyes, which we're doing right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, Cecile does not have a token on Minora, so she's going to have to do that. Also, I, I want to give Minerva a condition for this behavior, okay. um, and I'm going to have to give that condition a uh, scary robot. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, you rolled a 12. Okay, well, it worked. Minerva is not able to physically harm others. Uh, hopefully that shouldn't really come that much into play. <laughs> um, that date's going to go much better now. <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Um, so, uh, on a 10 and up, the hex works and can easily be reversed. So you can recall it, uh, whenever you whenever want. Whenever I want. Th- does it say how long it lasts? Like, is it, it doesn't say how long it lasts, like a nope. scene or. Nope, doesn't say. Okay. Well, as far as Cecile is concerned, this is going to stay for as long as, uh, she feels comfortable with. Uh, and Cecile is going to approach Minerva and, like... Do you want do you want some help cleaning those hands? Do, oh, no. Cleaning the blood out of my hands heal on their own very quickly. It's no problem. Ah. Thank you for asking, though. Cecile writes down more things on her notebook. You're making a lot of notes in that notebook. Are you a writer? Yes, I'm a writer. I <laughs> take inspiration from many things. Tell me about you, sweetie. Oh, that's not important. That's what sort of things you take inspiration from. It sounds so interesting to be a writer. Oh, you know, I I just write um, short stories about ordinary people. I think your stories are really good. Ah, this is another opportunity if you want to conv- try to convince um, convince Minerva to tell you something about herself that she might not. You can uh, offer her a string on you to tempt them to 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 basically as a bargaining chip. I, yes. How does that work narratively? So, uh, I'm going to say that you can offer her a string on you uh, to, as a, as a bargaining chip. So, but it's up to poor whether she wants to accept it. Mm. Well, what exactly is uh, Cecile asking? Cecile is asking... Uh, you know, a lot of question. What? What? What's your full name? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. You're that, from that, here. That she'll give with no resistance. <laughs> Who are your parents? I'm sorry, my shift is starting again soon. I really should get going. Hmm. And I better clean up this mess first. I'm very sorry you had to see this. Cecile is always on the look for items, sympathetic tokens. Uh, is there anything? No. You you did enough in this scene. I'm not giving you anything else. <sighs> Damn it. You you back away slowly and close the door. Okay. Okay. Cecile backs Thank away slowly. Thank you for slowly. coming for Impact Font. Please consider pre-ordering in the future. Please consider thinking about <laughs> our best in uh, industry trade-in rates. Well, I'm I am. God. I know I'm not pre-ordering dot hack. That's for sure. <laughs> Whatever that is. All right, you leave the impact font. Uh, it's getting to the end of the day. Dennis is just uh, polishing off the, the letter he sends every week, the email to forget about it corporate with his tally of how popular each flavor was that week, uh, tracked on, on a six-month trajectory with recommendations for, for future possible uh, flavors and promotions. <laughs> None of these emails have ever been answered. <laughs> how popular oh is chocolate? God. It's up there. It's definitely up there. <laughs> so as you all head out, uh, 
perhaps toward the movie theater at the end of the day, uh, you come across uh, the the food court uh, as things are winding down in the middle of the mall uh, for for your you know your shifts, but certainly not for the mall as as a as a mall. We come to the evening time when you're not working and you can do fun stuff. So uh, right now there seems to be a large gathering in the food court um, as there is some sort of uh, some sort of card game tournament going on in the middle of the mall. Uh, if Minerva's there, then she will know that this is a a uh, scheduled tournament of gathering magic. What are they gathering? I want to peek. Everyone seems to be drawn to this event. Minerva probably does not know very much about card games, but she is still going to attend because everyone is doing it. Cecile doesn't know about these specific cards, but she likes tarot cards. Dennis was going to blow by, but he saw Kayla, so he he has to be here. <laughs> oh. Fair. You're you're brought together in this crowd to watch this intense game of gathering magic. Uh, it seems that uh, some of the the top players in the tri-state area are uh, showing off their showing off their chops, uh, and I guess it's too early for there to be any kind of commentary. It's more like this is just happening. There are organizers. There's probably some adults around, um, but overall, it's just uh, a series of games going on on the tables. Uh, everything seems pretty normal until uh, a shouting match breaks out between uh, between two players uh, after a game is over. Uh, they start getting into uh, a shouting match that one of them was cheating. They start screaming at each other, or one of them is screaming at the other that, "Hey, man, you cheated!" And he's like, "No, nah, I'm just, I'm just good. At, it's just the cards. It's just the cards. I just drew, you know, the perfect, the perfect hand. You can't, you can't say anything about that. Just got lucky." Like no, no, that's impossible. You can't. You can't possibly have drawn the perfect, the perfect hand for three games in a row. And he's like, yeah, man, don't, don't get mad about your bad luck. Three games in a row. Hmm. Uh, Cecile is not um, intervening, just staying in the back. But she will cast a hex on the person who is claiming to not cheat. Ring of lies. Are you... You're gonna hurt this poor boy with a spell? Well, if he's... <laughs> Only if he lies. If, you don't, if, he, if he's not you lying. You have to meet his... In order to cast the spell, you have to meet his gaze and chant at him in tongues. Okay. It worked with Minerva because you were right there, but these two these two boys are in a fight I right now. I steal a card from them. I feel like that's gonna require more than just saying that you did Okay, I'm, I'm fine with rolling to steal a card. Sounds like a keep your cool, maybe? Or lash out physically? I, you know, not not something... Like, I steal a land. No one cares about lands. It's a land from their deck. <laughs> yes, but they're arguing about... I mean, they're very, very covetous of their decks. Like, they're not just gonna leave them out on the table. They, they've they got them with them in the special sleeve and, and everything. Is there, like, a, a scuffle happening? Maybe the decks just fall on the ground? Uh, very well. If, if that's how you want it, a physical altercation has started. <laughs> One boy grabs the other boy's deck and throws it in the air, scattering the cards of the, the, the accused cheater's cards all over the floor. They start screaming at each other. Adults are called in. Uh, other people are kind of like hovering around, either trying to pick up the cards or like wondering if they can take them. Well, I mean... I was okay with just stealing something. Well, that's the only way you can do it. Well, uh, what's... That's like, you're like trying to steal someone's wallet, right? You can't just do it. Do (laughs) I roll cold for that? You, yeah, roll to, roll to keep your cool. Uh, on a 7 to 9, alright, uh, uh, you're afraid of, uh, getting caught, presumably, Mm -hmm. or getting yelled at. How would your actions leave you vulnerable? Well, your actions will leave you vulnerable because there is a fight breaking out right now. Like, there's a f- physical, like, shoving and fighting. And so if you go in to try to, to take a card off the ground, you will, uh, you, you are vulnerable to getting shoved mm-hmm. in this fight. Right. Well, she, 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 grabs, she grabs the cards. Um, at this point, you don't know whose cards are who. Fair. <laughs> Just gr- grabs a handful. You don't even know about this game. Yeah. All right, you grab some cards from the ground. Um, some people yell at you as you do it. They're like, what the, what the fuck? Why are you taking that guy's cards? I'm just picking them up. I'm helping. 
Then give them back! They push you. Oh boy. Uh, well, I have sympathetic tokens as cards, so I just cast a hex on them. Oh, uh, you're casting a hex on the, the owner of the, the these yes. cards? Bef- like, and then, and then you'll just give them back? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you very quickly must cast a spell. Let's do that. Alright, you cast a hex. Uh, that is rolling with dark uh, for Ring of Lies. It's nine. On a seven to nine, it works, but choose one. The casting does you one harm. The hex has weird side effects, or you trigger trigger your darkest self, which seems intense. I, I think it's just the the hex has weird effects. So these two these two guys are still are still kind of shoving each other, and there's two adults. Uh, See, the problem is that I I, I holding them I apart. I picked up a bunch of cards. I don't know whose cards it is. I'm not entirely sure, like who got the hex. At this point, you don't know who's cheating and who's not. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know who's accusing who, who of what. Like, they're just yelling at each other. Um, you cast the hex, and uh, one of the boys who is yelling, uh, I'm not a cheater, you're a cheater, uh, which is uh, this boy on the left, uh, he starts to say that, and um, his his ears start to ring, and, and he does, like, sort of, like, put his hand over his ears, like, what? You know, it's not a big, it's not a big lie. So it's not, like, a really hugely painful, but he, like, feels like he has tinnitus. Mm-hmm. As a side effect, also hair is growing out of his ears really long. Oh, dear. All of a sudden. And, uh, and the other guy starts making fun of him about it. And he's like, hey, what the hell, man? And he keeps saying, like, I didn't, I'm not a cheater, I'm not. And uh, the kids kind of start, like, ganging up on him. Because uh, now he's embarrassing. And uh, and they're like, hey, dude, what's with your hair? What's going on? And he's like, no, I, I'm not. I'm great at cards. And, and he runs away. Well, my work here is done. <laughs> here, here are your cards, kid. This this guy, this guy, you give him give him his card. Yeah, back. just here here are your cards. Oh, thanks. He puts them in his pocket and walks away. Those are probably not his cards. Those were probably the cards of the person that ran away, but he just gave <laughs> them to the other guy that just bullied just him. Cards, you know. Man, does it matter? I don't know, Magic the Gathering fans. Write in and tell us if it matters. Please make sure to tell us in the comments. You can, you can get, you can get a, a deck of tarot cards anywhere. That is definitely not how people feel about tarot cards either. I feel like either. the seal is not quite on the pulse of youth culture. <laughs> While during the, 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 the fighting, you have learned that uh, one of the kids is named Alex and the other one is named Terrence. Terrence is the one who cheated. Terrence has hairy ears. Yeah, Terrence is the one with hairy ears. Let me go ahead and give him a, a condition that represents hairy yeah. ears. Let's see yeah, if is there a little uh, logo for this that? One. There we go. There we go. Oh yeah, that's really good actually. Ah. Uh, so for some reason he runs off in the direction of curiosities, but uh, you you've got to go to the movies. While this was happening, uh, Dennis was trying to get Kayla's attention. Oh, okay. So there's a fight happening. Y'all don't care. This happens all the time. You're in high school. I don't, like, I don't care about this fight. This fight is not my responsibility. I I clocked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. Yeah. What is your like employee sales manual like? Why are you Why are you going behind my back and talking about me? Wait, I didn't talk about you. Like you're. It's so important to to make sales. You don't even know your quarterly numbers, so I don't know why you care so much. Wait. To like. What are you what are you talking about? I haven't like talked about you to anybody. Oh, if somebody cares about dancing or the history of dancing, like how would she know that if not for you? Uh Kayla looks like she's going to say something and then just sort of goes quiet and it looks very much to Dennis like an admission of guilt, so Dennis is definitely trying to shut Kayla down. Yeah. Okay. Fine, but Think about what you're willing to do to to work at a job that you apparently don't even like, okay? I'm not sure it's worth, you know, betraying someone who I... I we used to be friends. Oh. That's a seven. So that seven. barely works. <laughs> so, uh, on a seven to nine, choose one, uh, but you come across poorly and they give you a condition in return. So, Kayla can you lose a string on you. Does Kayla have a string on Dennis? I don't. Uh, you can gain one on her. 
I'm going to take that. Um, I now have two strings on Kayla. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And uh, then, Kayla, you're going to give Dennis a condition. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to decide if I want to give him angry or sad and what would fuck up his date the most. Wow. Um. <laughs> you know, I have this great, I have this great face that's both angry and sad that I can put on him like this. Put, put that one. Put sangry on him. Sangry. <laughs> smad. I think you're talking about smad. smad. <laughs> he's he's smad. Um. I don't. Smad. That didn't exist in 2007. <laughs> uh, Kayla's the one who just invented now. it. Actually, she's always oh, wow. making up words. You know, <laughs> that's why she's so low random. So random XD. Yeah. Um, it, it feels good to probably like tell her rightfully that like she's being shitty, um, but she like looks like sad, um, and that doesn't it doesn't feel great, you know. So like I imagine that he's probably like mad that he had to say something, and also like yeah. upset because hey, what the fuck? Um, and she's like just kind of shoots back with like whatever. At least I'm not wasting all my time yelling at people about frozen yogurt or something doesn't even matter and she storms away back into her store <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting so so let's have a little scene as kayla comes back into curiosities yeah. where she can clearly hear terrence from earlier uh crying and complaining to to Miss Vicky behind the register that uh he didn't that you know he he got really good at cards but uh at no still nobody nobody respects him nobody he's uh, he's he was he's about to say something like nobody wants to be my friend but then you walk up and he sees that you're there and he stops talking <laughs> he has he has hair growing out of his ears for some reason really yeah. long huh that might be why nobody wants to be his friend possibly um, just like, well, like, if you're, if you're so obviously cheating, then, like, it doesn't, you have to be more subtle about it. Jeez. Yes, Kayla, Kayla, thank you so much. My, my assistant always knows exactly what uh, to say. She beams. The, I'm afraid there are no refunds or exchanges, but perhaps I could do something about that hair problem. <laughs> yeah, you probably should take, get that taken care of, dude. He's he's still crying and runs out oh. of the store. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vicky Miss Vicky sighs heavily and takes a drag off of her cigarette. Yeah, question mark. Who knows what it, it is? It could be anything. It's fine. Um, Kayla is gonna kind of taps her fingers on the counter and she's like, "Hey, so for Dennis, like, it doesn't it doesn't matter as long as he just like gets the the shoes, right?" Oh, well, like, is there a certain like exchange? It is that... important that he asks for. Them. It is important that he that he wants them mm -hmm. for the whole process. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for the uh, she looks off into the distance. Uh, you know, for the books, for record keeping purposes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Anyway. I'm going on break. <laughs> she goes to the back room. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to conveniently leave you alone with the merchandise that you just asked about. God, I love her. Do you take the shoes? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Do you do you want to do anything to know more about the shoes or are you just blindly taking them? Oh, I'm just blindly taking them. Are you putting them on? No. No, I'm going to give them. Oh, God, No. No. These aren't for me. They're these. Okay. These are like old man shoes. They're gross. I'm not gonna wear them. Yeah. <laughs> you take the shoes and you put them in your holographic tiny backpack. Yes, my black butler messenger bag. <laughs> 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 and scene. All right. My my favorite personality quiz is which moment of Monster Hearts Two made you take your headphones out and throw your phone away? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Sorry, everyone. This is just an excuse for me to torture my my players and myself, which is my favorite way to play tabletop games. Yeah, that's great. So at five thirty exactly, which is when I'm going to say they scheduled the uh, not date, yeah. uh, the movie thing. Yeah. Minerva is just going to suddenly move from her prone position towards Dennis with like intent. So you know how in Oblivion, if you play that, if you played Oblivion, <laughs> where like NPCs that want to talk to you will just kind of move to you in that vaguely threatening, like but sort of yeah. also. Like, it's it's like they're just kind of placidly approaching you, but it's at the same time it's kind of unsettling and upsetting, just the way they do it, and then the camera suddenly snaps in at their creepy faces. 
It's that kind it's of menacing. thing that she's that she's approaching Dennis with. Hi, uh, so glad. I'm I'm sorry. I couldn't I couldn't get uh, that private advanced screening thing squared away. But oh, no, I mean, we fine. could just we could just watch Shrek the Third. Oh, I'm all right with that. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen Shrek the Third. I did see the original Shrek, but I have not seen the second Shrek, unfortunately. Oh, it's it's about uh, you know meeting the in-laws and, oh. and Prince Charming's in it. I wonder if he'll be in this one. I think so. That sounds like it could be fun. Did you like the original Shrek? Uh, why? Why it's don't we? Two thousand seven. Yeah. Did you like it? Is... I think you did. I think you I did think in two thousand seven. I think I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want? Uh, oh, that's let me great. Get, let me... I like the original Shrek too. Let me get you some milk duds. <laughs> I'm disappointed we're not watching the Dead or Alive movie, but that's fine. <laughs> it's out of character. I'm disappointed that we are not watching it. Well, <laughs> Minerva wanted to see boobs, okay? <laughs> De- Dennis does not have the pull he pretends to have. Mm-hmm. Big surprise there. Uh, do-, do you like sitting uh, more toward the front or the back? What do you like? This continues for two hours. They missed the film. <laughs> You want to just do the middle then? Oh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't mean that I'm neutral. I've, Minerva looks a sort of uncomfortable. Like she doesn't look quite how she, like how to react as she's being requested to form her own opinion or being put in a position where that's expected. She says, "I think I prefer to sit closer to the back, if that's all right." Yeah, that's fantastic. He'll let you go on ahead. Uh, mostly so you don't have to wait for him. Okay. God, thank, thanks for all your great advice. You know, I talked oh, to... No uh, I talked to her, and I don't... I mean, maybe I'll feel better, better tomorrow, but, you know, I did something. You know, I, I got it. I got it out. That's it's good, good to get Is that good? Chest. Okay, thank you. I'm uh, glad you were able to feel a bit better, but I hope it goes well tomorrow. Yeah, I'm hoping tomorrow will be better, too. And, like, through this entire date, Dennis is talking about someone else. <laughs> uh. Uh, Cecile is not following them because she thought they were going to see Dead or Alive, and they're actually seeing Shrek the Third, and Cecile is like, this is not worth this. <laughs> <laughs> she just gives up. Everyone probably did not know Shrek the Third would be as bad as it was, but I'm, word might have spread at this point, so. Damn, Cecile. Cecile does not want to watch a movie for little kids, okay? The, we're playing a game. We're not, we don't, you don't actually have to watch Shrek the Third. Right, Nervous. but Cecile would not want to watch Shrek the Third. After a while, her, just, her expression, her just empty expression becomes a little bit even more empty, and she says, like, I'm not sure this is a good movie relative to the first one. I don't yeah, know. I was expecting the kids to be more in it, but instead it's like all this anxiety about having yes. kids, and the kids only show up in the end. They're in all the commercials. They're, they, why do they have to lie? <laughs> I don't know why there is this extended plotline about this unlikable character based off King Arthur. It is very strange. <laughs> I also do not like how they not have any good songs. Y'all are both playing into your conditions really well without having to make any roles of any kind, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Just had a, having a mediocre time because you're just not feeling it. <laughs> the vibe is wrong. Anyway, I, I'm just really sick of all these movies that end with a dance party at the end. Maybe, maybe sometime in the next ten years we'll get away from that. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Shrek the Third comes to a close. The credits roll. It's, I actually forgotten out of character how Shrek the Third ends. I don't think I have like a clear recollection of that movie beyond like the first two acts. I think I think Ar- Arthur does become the king of far, far oh. away. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think I vaguely understood that. I assumed there was more to it. Like, oh, right, Donkey gets the weird half-donkey, half-dragon babies. That's, oh, yeah. no, it's all coming That's... back to me. <laughs> oh, no. It's a lot for a child. <laughs> <sighs> so you find yourself uh, at a, an awkward end to a date. Out uh, as you walk out of the movie theater. Did you did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? <laughs> I I don't know I I guess I feel really on the spot. Oh, I'm sorry. That. I didn't I mean, mean to put you on the spot. I 
I I hope you didn't when I asked first, but no. it's mostly because that's not a usual. Anyway, uh, did did you have a good time? Uh, once again, there's the moment of hesitation where Minerva says, "I thought that it was still enjoyable to spend time with you, despite the movie not being very good." Uh, oh, oh, that's okay. That's cool. It was fun to talk about how the movie was bad, even though the experience of watching the movie was not enjoyable. Yes. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say that that removes both of your conditions. Uh, Dennis is no longer smad. And uh, Minerva is not acting like a scary robot. She's talked about how she feels. Do you want to... Do you want to know why I got so upset? Like, really? About the shoes, do you mean? Yeah, about about the shoes. About what... Please go on. Kayla said behind my back what to give you so the black shoes. This is easier territory for Minerva now that she's going back to being like a mindless supporter drone. <laughs> I didn't ever tell you why... Uh, why I was in the car that night and why I wasn't paying attention. Oh. I'm supposed to be in Iowa right now. Oh, what happened? I got a, a scholarship to their dance program, and that's why, you know, I was cranking up the the uh, radio, singing along. I was just texting everybody to say I was coming home from the party. So we had to, to celebrate. That's that's why I didn't make it home without a, a stop off at the hospital for a while. Oh, I see. It's terrible when things are going well for you, and then just to the last, and then just then something bad happens. I understand how that must have really hurt and really thrown your life off track. Minerva, I died. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? When I was in the wreck of my car in the snow i died minerva just see this is a a bit beyond her scope she just uh minerva doesn't know what it means to die frame of reference is dealing with problems that her previous uh owner slash creator had which were mostly just like you know sort of basic teen like dumb introverted teenager stuff and so the existential crisis of being dead but also somehow existing continuing to exist is a bit too much for her programming I'm yeah I'm I am still dead. I does I, does Minerva relate to that feeling though? I don't sure Minerva quite thinks that she is a person really. So I don't know if she would really understand the concept of death and like but maybe if in a sort of asteroid, I don't know if she's quite like self-aware enough to do so to make that connection yet. I think this is a big enough reveal that I think that um there should be a role that's either hot or cold. I mean, I'm I'm angling toward one of my my ghoul moves. Oh, an ending. Yeah. Yeah. What is an ending? You remember every detail of your death when you tell someone about it. Give them the condition morbid and roll to turn them oh. on with cold. Oh. Hell yes. Oh, was that the roll? Yeah, too? it's a it's a bad one. Oh. You don't you don't turn her on no. with cold. You rolled a six, so uh, you don't. Uh, and that's a straight so failure. There's no light. I'm, I'm still yeah. on It's just, sure. she's not, you just don't react emotionally to it. But you do have the condition morbid still. Yes. Oh, I see. That's good. Um, conditions are good for my character, so I guess it's good to have them. <laughs> morbid is a good condition yeah. for you, for sure. Minerva is not quite sure how to respond for a little bit, and she, she says, I'm sorry, that sounds like it must have been very really awful. It must be uh, very, very burdensome for you to have experienced that. Uh, to clarify, when you say you are dead, you mean that you are anatomically dead and not dead in an emotional sense? One, one, one of those. It's, it's fine. I'll... I feel like using the word anatomically to a teenager immediately makes you very embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Any anyway, that's that's just why I don't I don't dance anymore and I don't think about it because oh. you know. And he just walks away the way Dennis does. I'll I'll see you back here tomorrow. 
Minerva feels like a failure as an imaginary friend of as for not being able to process the situation and just, you know, stands around feeling looking dejected and insecure. Yay! Monster hearts! <laughs> if only you could help him somehow. Oh, if only. I guess gaze into the abyss could be appropriate here. Yeah. Um, gaze into the abyss uh, so. helps you basically intuit what to do about a situation or okay. information about someone. While Minerva is left here on her own, she is going to try to conceive of the concept of death and finite reality and finite re- reality and existence. I would say you get a bonus on that because of your condition, morbid. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I was also, in line with this, I would also like this to, I would also like to use a blank canvas when you take an action that embodies mm-hmm. one of your conditions, allowing your condition to alter your sense of self, cross off enough, add one to the roll. So you want to clear the condition morbid to get well, plus Well, I'm also one to internalizing the, the condition morbid, which means it will become part of my personality. Oh, oh that's cool. Okay. Um, morbid is now not a condition, but part of who you are. Yes. Um, great. Great. Nine. So um, on a seven to nine, the abyss shows you confusing and alarming visions, but you get the answer nonetheless. So... You're trying to figure out how you can how you can help Dennis, yeah. and and also um, what it means for someone to die or to or what the situation means in general as something outside of the scope of her understanding. So I think that that probably how you conceptualize it is that um, he's like stuck in place. So I think you imagine like Dennis watching a, like a musical with a bunch of dance numbers and, and time is passing very rapidly and Dennis stays the same and all the plays keep going by and they keep going by and he only ever gets to watch them. And he never gets to participate and, uh, and he just stays there forever as everything changes around him. Minerva feels a spark of meaningful rec- like, uh, so, like, recognition of Dennis' circumstances in herself and empathy, but she doesn't really understand what to make of it. Like, she's not really emotionally advanced enough to process those feelings. But she gains enough of an understanding of things that she wants to seek out some kind of, some kind of solution to the problem, uh, rather than acting completely reactively. Well, and the thought of doing this is, like, the thoughts that you have are alarming to yes. you. So, uh, I think probably what you might think out of that is that, oh, if only there was a way to bring him back to life. Oh, that's a good idea. That seems like a simple solution. <laughs> if the problem is that he is not moving forward, he must be moved forward again. There, ergo, bring him back to life. Easy. Easy. Great plan. Easy peasy. No problem. Sorry, we established that Minerva knows um, uh, Kyla, right? Yeah. Kyla. Uh, so she probably knows about the store, uh, the curiosity shop. Oh yeah. So I will, Minerva will go to the curiosity shop and enter. Miss Vicky's still on break, I think, for this oh. scene. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I'm I'm going to have I'm going to retcon something and have Kayla not have taken the the shoes so that she can just try to give them to Minerva. Well, do you want to say that dead? just like as you see Kayla, as you see Minerva walk in, you just like, oh shit, you put the shoes. Yeah. Back. Yeah. She's she yeah. thinks that Minerva's gonna telling her from stealing from her workplace so yeah puts them back goes goes to her spot behind the counter well and then like you're conveniently right next to the shoes oh, as okay. she comes up and talks to yes. you yeah see this is a cw show yes. hello minerva says she approaches oh hey hi hey. i'm looking for a way to resurrect the dead do you have anything in line of that okay um it's like right before closing time it's kind of a heavy question but sure um <laughs> I'd accept even sort of an interim solution, something that would maybe temporarily raise someone from the dead if it was something that could be applied repeatedly. I'm not looking for a generalist solution, but rather a circumstantial one. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. Um, Kayla is going to look around, because well, this is... Kayla knows what's up with Minerva, right? Like, she knows that she is a, a fake, non-human entity. I don't think... So, so can you remind me what the what the strings I had that you gave uh, to me were? The string that you have on me is, uh, let me just grab this. Someone has seen through your invented past and realized it's all lies. Mm. So, I'm not sure that necessarily means you are aware of Minerva's origin specifically, but you are at least aware that she is a unreal being. Yeah. Probably through, uh, your, well, I think we established it was through, uh, Miss Vicky. Oh, yeah, because Miss Vicky's yeah. probably like, uh, oh, that thing. Kayla also knows that Miss Vicky like was like really interested in Minerva and like really wanted to to like give her something. So Kayla is just going to kind of 
weighing like, all right, what's the like? She's gonna think like, what's what is the most like like powerful or intense item here? Because like, I don't want to bother Miss Vicky while she's on her spoke break, you know. After <laughs> Kaylor, if he doesn't give Minerva an answer for a bit, she says, "Is it possible that I could speak with the owner if you're unable to answer my question?" Oh no, I'm, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm she's, sorry. She's, I just don't want to cause inconvenience. You're not. You're not. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Do you want to help? come up with an item with me or would you like to make a roll and I'll give you one or just tell let's you do, let's do a roll so uh, I'm gonna need you to roll dark okay uh, and that's gonna determine the quality of what you're about to give her okay cool I have dark two so uh okay seven perfect the perfect number in monster hearts you miss Vicky doesn't doesn't let you uh, into the sort of locked back section that might have something that could literally bring someone back to life but uh, but there are items that uh, can can change someone's appearance and uh, and I think that's that's perhaps what we're what we're gonna go uh, for so you heard you heard miss Vicky talking uh, trying to sell someone else earlier on a, on a beauty potion. It, drink uh, comes with uh, you know three uses, and uh, it uh, gives you uh, you know a more uh, it, you know this is before uh, Instagram filters, so it was especially effective. <laughs> um, and uh, it just so is it a filter you, in a bottle. It just makes you look you know full of life and uh, you know attractive and symmetrical and taller. Um, you know nice hair all that stuff for for one scene but it has a uh, it has three uses and it costs three strings yeah i think kayla is a dumbass and is going to try to pitch her on this and is okay sees no way that this will backfire um but is like because when when minerva says how to bring someone back from the dead kayla is thinking that this is a zombie situation um, and so it was like, well, I mean, it at kind least of is. it's just not the yeah, way she kind expects. Of is. Yeah, but she's she's thinking like rotting, oh. situ- like, but uh, so that's why she's gonna be like, okay, well, if you're if you're dealing with like a like a zombie or something, um, like this can make someone like look alive again, right? And like they're gonna look like probably better than they did when they were alive, honestly. Um, so it does not raise the dead literally, but it makes them appear as though they are alive? Yeah. Minerva looks uncertain. I, I mean, I don't even know if raising the dead literally is possible. Surely it is possible. Fiction is filled with depictions of raising the dead, and oh. humans would not misrepresent reality in that fashion on such a wide scale. You you remember that Miss Vicky said, this potion will allow someone to represent their best self. Okay, perfect, thank you. And Kayla just is going to deliver that perfectly. It was like, it's like this. It, it lets it lets you be your best self, which I, w- I would imagine includes being alive for most people. I see. This uh, Minerva stares at the bottle for a bit and eventually seems like this. This logic eventually manages, uh, seemingly manages to sway her, and, sa- and she says, "Are you sure this is the best item you have? But if so, I will take it." Ugh. I'm like I'm so conflicted because I every fiber in my being is like, Kayla, you dipshit get get your get your manager um but it's i also just think it's really funny to to make this scene play out in the worst way possible um because i think that's interesting but i don't i don't know what to do here i mean miss Vicky would be really proud of you if uh if you could pull it off on your own that's exactly maybe there's uh maybe there's some kind of some kind of move I feel oh, like wait. if this were like if this were like an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, it would turn out that the potion actually has some like horrific side effect, and Miss Vicky would come out and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you sold that to her! Oh no!" I completely forgot that I have a perfect fucking move right now oh. for this, um, which is literally like one of my dark bargains, which is strings attached, um, which is you can ask the dark power for something that you really really want. The MC will attach a price to the thing you want. Oh. And, and hint at an undesired twist in its nature, and if I if I pay the price, then I will get what I'm after. So Maybe you can enhance the potion to make it better. Yeah, that's I, I really I really want to do this on my own because I want her to be proud of me. <laughs> so you grab another potion and you mix them together. Yes. And so I'm like, you know what? And I'm like acting very confident about it the entire time. And it's like, just like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make this even better for you. Oh, that's very kind of you. 
Yes, so that's very good to hear. Minerva seems reassured. Yeah, so the thing that I really, really want is that I, I want I want this potion to work temporarily bringing someone back to life or something, but I want it to, like, have the desired outcome, at least for a little bit. I think that you you mix the um, the red potion and the blue potion together to make purple, and you make, uh, you make a rejuvenation potion. Nice. Uh, it looks like purple Gatorade. Oh, that's perfect. And uh, the price of the thing that you want... Well, you've already decided that you'll pay this. So the the price I think that you would want to pay is uh, that uh, Miss Vicky did not want you to do that. She did not want you to uh, yeah. to use those potions. Maybe one of them was hers. Yeah. And uh, you don't really know exactly what it does for her, um, but you've used it now. Perfect. Great. So if if Minerva is is still not convinced, you do have street strings on her also. Minerva is probably going to be convinced by this yeah. because it seems like she's making an effort. Like she already came with something pretty good, yeah. and now she's like trying hard. Yeah. So she gives this this new purple potion to Minerva with like big smile on her face, looking very pleased with herself. This looks like it will be very good. If you're sure, if you if you're sure it will have the desired effects, I will yep. trust you. <laughs> but it seems like you are working very hard. Oh, I do my best. It's great that you do your best. I think that's really admirable how you approach this kind of work. You still don't know that this is for Dennis, right, Kayla? Nope. She hasn't said. No idea. No. Okay. So Minerva, uh, in order to purchase this potion, um, basically, uh, so I described it as having three uses, but basically the number of uses that it has is the number of strings that you're going to pay for it. I guess I'll have to pay three strings then. So Miss Vicky now has three strings on Minerva. Well, Minerva has no regard for her own like own real well-being or what she's really doing. So she she's probably so mechanically fine with that. this is a three-use potion, and whoever drinks it for the duration of the scene will get. Let's see. For the beauty potion, I was going to say plus two on a hot roll, but for uh, a general rejuvenation vitality type potion, I would say. It is plus two on any roll. That's, that's, that's a good potion good. right there. <laughs> I, w- I fucking hope so. <laughs> Gonna turn this game into a dungeon delve. Yeah, per, per sip. So you got three sips. Each sip is one roll, let's say. And uh, I, you can drink it yourself. You can give it to someone else. It's, it's you, you paid for it. After Minerva pays for the potion, she'll be like, Thank you so much. This has been very helpful. This was weighing on my mind terribly, so I'm glad yeah. I have a solution. I was not sure how to deal with the idea that someone was dead. It seems there's a way to fix it after all. Uh, Kayla has no idea how to respond, so she just, like, gives a big smile and a thumbs up. You have to understand these sort of problems are a bit a lot outside of my frame of reference. I'm sorry to have bothered you with it, though. It's not bothering me. It's my job to help people. I'm glad you feel that way. You do so well at your job. It's so impressive how well you do. She she feels very guilty. (laughs) Thank you. I better get going so I can bring this to Dennis, but thank you. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. Minerva leaves immediately. Shit. Miss <laughs> Biggie comes out from break right at this moment before you can get away from her. And uh, she looks at the at the like old musty tome that represents all the deals that she's makes she's made and she sees that uh, that Minerva's name has recently appeared on it in blood and she's like, Oh, Kayla, how lovely! <laughs> Ah, this makes up for your, uh, for your difficulties earlier today. This is just the perfect, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Great. Cool. I'm so glad to hear it. You're doing so wonderful, darling. Thank you so much. When is she going to notice? Not not now, hopefully. (laughs) Alright, it's just like the camera pans to show like an empty bottle as she's like out just just to her right as she like is looking at this book so excitedly. She hasn't looked at it yet. Yeah. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to our first session of Monster Hearts 2. That didn't sound like much of an ending. You're right, because this is going to be a mini-series. We're going to be playing this one for a little while and seeing what these wild kiddos get up to in the middle of the aughts.
I'd especially like to thank our, our guest, uh, Pauline Ragney, for coming and saying hello. Is there anything you would like to plug while you're here? Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just do uh, weekly streams with my friends. Like on Sundays, I usually stream mm-hmm. with Psych, Psychedelic Highball. Uh, we've been goofing off with uh, Demon Souls these days. Uh, and on Wednesdays, I stream with my friend Serene, and we've been going through uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, uh, collecting all these precious skeleton boys. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Uh, it's been so long since we've uh, had a guest on the show, and I'm so happy uh, to do it and happy that it's you. One thing we like to ask our guests, is there something you'd like to plug that you are not involved in making at all? Just something you think people would enjoy checking out? Um, yes, uh, I think you should check out, uh, my friend Danny's stream, who on Twitch would be, uh, hello, it's Dan, in, like, one word. Uh, <laughs> uh, Danny, she has been doing streams for a while, and she is very lovely and, uh, has fabulous stream layouts, uh, and I think more people should, should check it out. Well, thank you very much. We had fun with this. I'm excited to see where it goes next. Uh, I, I hope we schedule the next game really soon because I had a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah, you said it on recording, yeah, so too. it has to come true. Yeah. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night.